0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up, uh, presents Danny Fleck in his weekly spot on this rivalry Saturday in college football, when we're going to get some clarification on uh, numerous topics in the next seven days. Danny, good morning. Morning. Um, Hope you and everybody out there had a great Thanksgiving. Let me ask you this. Because you're a soccer guy, and you love soccer more than anything, um, I think. Is soccer still your number one sport above all?
1: In the fall, it's obviously football. Overall, I think it's pretty close. I mean, both sports have their their positives and negatives. Uh, football's more easily consumed here, and soccer, you have to... You know, pay for it to watch it
0: pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, if there's a soccer game on that, that's important to me that I'll definitely be watching it. Um, yeah, um, well said. Uh, you, you do watch soccer at every moment that you can, especially when it's not football season. Um, so you know rivalries, you know heated rivalries, if, if you're in Columbus, you can't say any word that has an M with it this week. Um, and I know it's a cliche that gets overused, but is this really a throw-out-the-records week in in your mind, especially in a for somebody like Auburn that's got nothing to play for except to just completely ruin Alabama's season?
1: Yeah, it's... It's tough. I think if you asked me that question 10, 15 years ago, then yes. I I do think that it's a situation where these teams hold these games above all the other games on their schedule. It's circled. It's whatever, you know? But I think as things have changed in the landscape of sports as far as, you know, social media and your future and now NIL deals. There's so much hanging on what's being what transpires off the field as compared to on the field. For a lot of these players these are these games don't hold the same value anymore as they did back in the day. You know, recruiting has changed also in college. So you're not you know, a lot of these schools are, are recruiting nationally, so a lot of the kids May not know each other, which has always been kind of the thing that you hang your hat on the rivalry for. That you know you're competing against the same kid and they played high school against each other, or they played high school together. So there's that level of familiarity there. You know, some schools still have that, but you know, not so much. I don't think it's been done in the past. And I think too with the way coaches move around nowadays, what's their motivation going to some of these games? You know. For some coaches, it could be, you know, if you lose this game, you're out. Or for some coaches, they could be already eyeing their next move, depending on the type of school that they're coaching at. So, I think some of them hold value. I think the lower-end rivalry that we don't talk about as much, you know, in the Big Ten, like Wisconsin, Minnesota, or Indiana, Purdue, Uh, and then even if you go into the SEC a little bit more, you know, the... Uh, you know, Mississippi, Mississippi State type games. I think those games probably have a little more of that that passion behind them. Whereas, you know, Auburn, Alabama only really means something, I think, too, at the end of the day, if both teams are competing for something. And lately, it's been Alabama head and shoulders above whatever Auburn's putting out on the field. So I think, you know, you, you obviously have to take that into account that there is some of that passion and intensity involved but I think too many times, especially with the upper echelon team, they're just so far above what these what their rivals are at this point in time that these games sort of lose their
0: luster a little bit. Yeah, um, that's a great point. The 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 national the way football has evolved nationally I think does change how some of these games are um, are viewed. I think it's really interesting in in that.
1: Uh, um, Yeah, I think it's a situation too, right? So Auburn, Alabama, (laughs) Auburn is the only only one playing for anything. Auburn is decimated with injuries. Their coach might be fired next week because of the the vaccine mandate. Um, But he could be gone. But then you look at a game like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That rivalry has been one-sided for so many years this year it actually means a lot to both teams. Um, so I think we still have those games that, that we'll get that, that produce those moments we all look for. But I think the situation the situation is now playing more, I think, than maybe what the game is, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. All right, let's run through this uh, chronologically um, in terms of the schedule. Georgia, Georgia should easily beat Georgia Tech. Are you of the opinion that Georgia is so far ahead of everybody else that no matter what happens next week in the SEC championship game, Georgia will be in the college football playoff?
1: Yeah, Georgia's
0: in. Um, there's no doubt in my mind they're in. Okay. That's an area which they don't get in. They've been number one
1: for, since at least mid-September. Um, I can't see them going away you know, from this playoff. So, yeah, the only question I think that remains for them is will it be one, two, three, or
0: four? And all that depends on what next week looks like. We're going to skip Ohio State-Michigan for a second because we have a lot to, to, to talk about in that game. Um, in terms of Auburn-Alabama, um, clearly, if Alabama loses this week, um, I, I don't see them getting... Well, let, let me put it this way. You lose to AM. If they were to lose today to Auburn, is next week meaningless?
1: not meaningless. You're still fighting for an SEC championship game and, and a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. And I'm pretty sure Nick Fabian would like to stick it to Georgia and ruin a chance for an undefeated season. I don't see Alabama losing this week, though. And I really find... I think a lot of things have to go right for Auburn to pull off that upset. Um, Alabama's looked a little bit vulnerable at times, but I just don't think any of the teams that they've looked vulnerable against, like Arkansas, even when they were, you know, playing against AM. A lot of things have to go right uh, for for AM to pull off that upset. I don't see anything happening today that would knock Alabama off. Um, they obviously might be looking ahead a little bit, uh, preparing for next week. But I'm sure Nick Saban understands what's ahead of them. So I think they're going to be okay. But if they did, for some reason, lose today, they're, they're definitely out. But I still think next week would still hold some beating for
0: them. You know, what's interesting about Alabama, and you've been traveling, so I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the, the Nick Saban rant from his radio show?
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: I find that really interesting, that that you have a fan base um, that is so used to winning and so used to dominating that it's like somehow you're not good enough when you're winning, but you're only winning by X amount. And it reminds me of something Bill Belichick has always said with the Patriots, which is the importance of do your job is that eventually you are going to run into a game where you're not gonna play great. But if you still do your job and everybody around you knows your responsibility and does your job, you're going to be able to win. And that's what I think this Alabama team have done. We know Belichick and Saban are close. This is not the most talented Alabama team, but I still think that this is a team that's, that's, that's going to, assuming they win today and then let's see what happens next week, um, could cause some problems for somebody in the playoff just because the pedigree of who Alabama is is to fight until triple zeros.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes people forget that you know we're only human. You're going to make mistakes. There's going to be a team that's going to be motivated to go you off your perch. You know, we're, we like we like to criticize. We don't like to build people up. And if we build people up, we're just looking to tear them down. Uh, Alabama is a young team. They lost. They lose a ton of talent each year. The NFL, and, and yet Nick Saban gets the top. Players every single year to come there. But it's tremendous the type of job he does to keep those teams motivated to play against teams that they know that they can beat 50 to nothing. I just think Alabama is in a transition year. That's why some games look sloppy. But they're too well coached to take for granted. And if they have an opportunity next week to fight for a playoff spot and beat Georgia, I'll take Alabama. Honest with you, I bet that spread would be somewhere around seven or eight points. They're dynamic offensively, you know, they they do make some mistakes on defense, and they're trying to figure that stuff out. But you mentioned Bill Belichick. When did Alabama really play where they have to show their their cards all the time? You know, there's definitely things that he's been coaching them on and keeping for certain situations they just haven't found themselves in. So you know, the media can say what they want about this team if they're not beating them by 25, 30 points, whatever it is. There's a reason for that. In my mind, there's definitely a reason for that. And when you have the opportunity to play top competition, these Alabama teams, regardless of who they have, you know, always seem to show up. So the media gets, tends to be a little bit spoiled, tends to critique a little bit too much. They don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, really, at the end of the day that so
0: they can say whatever they want. And, and you know, good for Nick next to that kind of put them in their place. Amen to that. Um, Danny Flecka with us here on Teeing It Up. Cincinnati has had to win these games with style points. They have had to be dominant. Last night versus East Carolina was tight for a lot of it. They did not get off to the best of starts, and yet they eke out a 35-13 victory over East Carolina. Did you see enough? from Cincinnati, I know you've been skeptical about them making it into the playoff potentially with a bunch of different scenarios. Did you see enough from Cincinnati last night to continue being one of the top four teams?
1: I didn't watch a lot of that game, um, so I don't really know too much of like you know how it played out. But my stance my on Cincinnati is that the committee will put them in if they absolutely have to. Hmm. And, you know, I think things need to obviously still shake out this weekend. Huge weekend. You know, there could be some teams eliminated this week that automatically put Cincinnati in. But if they don't show up next weekend, that's
0: their, their downfall. Against I don't think Houston. anything else really yep. matters for them except for next weekend. You know, there is
1: precedent that there have been teams, you know, we can go back to two thousand fourteen, fifteen, 15, whatever it was, when there were two one-loss teams that played, uh, you know, I think it was TCU and Baylor that were jumped by uh, a number six Ohio State after they convincingly won in in their Big Ten Championship game. So there is precedent there. Nothing matters for them except for next week. If they don't have a great showing next week, even if they win but don't win by a lot, I I think if there's a team on the outside like Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, they could jump them. So We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it all depends on next week for them. They need to be. A, a, they need to beat a ranked opponent. I think as well, which Houston will be. And then for, from there, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think they're really the last resort team for this committee. I, I don't think they need to. I don't think they want to put them in there. And, and if they have an option, not. I, I think they'll take it.
0: Houston faces UConn today at noon on CBS Sports Network. Um, bedlam uh, It's a rivalry game And it's also a term uh, The craziness that could be caused I, I guess the formula For either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State Is everybody in front of them Has got to lose Notre Dame's got to lose um, Whoever loses out of Michigan Ohio State Has to lose this week and next week You need a lot of chaos in front of you To get um, into the playoff. If you look at this game, there's also the fact that you're trying to right a wrong here. And this is an Oklahoma team that has suddenly looked very vulnerable the last couple of weeks. This seems like it's right up Oklahoma State's alley. You're playing at home. This has got to be a week where Oklahoma State gets this done and then just hope that everything in front of them goes crazy.
1: Yeah, and I'm skeptical of that. I don't like Oklahoma State tonight. Uh, their defense has really been good. But the Big 12 offenses this year have been down. Uh, you know, they went, they lost that game in Iowa State. You know, Iowa State's tough to play against. Oklahoma's been interesting this year from a neutral perspective just because they aren't the same high-flying team that we have seen in the past. But their defense is actually pretty good. And I just trust the explosiveness of Oklahoma a little bit more. I know they still have it in them, and maybe they don't. You know, maybe I'm just wrong, and you know Oklahoma is who they are. But in this type of game, where history has dictated that Oklahoma usually is more victorious than not, I'm going to back Oklahoma in this game. I think that they have, you know, a dynamic passer in Caleb Williams. Their defense, I think, will, will cause some issues for that Oklahoma State offense, which is pretty mediocre. It's not that great, to be honest. You know, every time I watch them, I'm like, you know, they don't have any explosive plays in them. I don't really like their quarterback. And their defense has, has been able to get them by, but they haven't really been put in a situation lately where they've been, um, you know, tested. I think Oklahoma will do that tonight. I think they'll rebel in the fact that they're underdogs. And Rick and Riley will have a good a good game coaching. And not only does Oklahoma need this game, you know, for themselves, they want to win to get in the Big 12 championship game, and then set up another game with Oklahoma State next week for all the marbles. But I, I just think Oklahoma tonight in the situation presents itself as a great bet if they are a better. And I think they're just a better team, and again, history shows they win these games.
0: Danny Flucka with us here on, uh, teeing it up on a Saturday morning, November 27th, 2021. Ohio State, Michigan, uh, the game everybody's been waiting for. You, you get CJ Stroud in the biggest moment in his career. You get John Harbaugh in the biggest, uh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh in the biggest moment of his career. Wait, <laughs> God, I got my Harbaugh's confused. Whatever it is, Coach Harbaugh's in the biggest spot in, in his career, um, this is a game that ordinarily, I would say, um, I I don't know, but I'm I'm running away uh, from this game. If I'm a better, I, I I just these rivalries are so funky that I just don't know where to even lean on this. Other than I think Ohio State realizes that they have a shot to solidify their position and they have a shot to maybe end Harbaugh's career at Michigan if he can't win this game and get over the top. This is the biggest moment I believe in Coach Harbaugh's career.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not touching this game from a betting perspective. I think there's just too many variables. You know, and Ohio State just looked too good offensively the last couple of weeks. Of Michigan, I think this is their best opportunity. And, you know, Again, as a neutral fan, I'm kind of torn. You know, I want the best four teams in the playoff that we can get. But i also like to see Ohio State lose this game. Uh, I think if Michigan can control the ball, get after Stroud with their ends, you know, Hutchinson, and uh, I think it's Adobo, uh, Jobo, the other one who's been having a great years, great years here, if they can get to Stroud, get him off-platform, get some hits on him get him rattled this is gonna be an interesting game but if he has all day to sit back there hit those deep crossing routes that you know, like get them those explosive plays they run play action and get the run game going Michigan did for a long day because I can't see them sticking with Ohio State if they have to chase them you know the ideal situation for Michigan would be to keep this game you know score for score or get ahead maybe by 10 you know 10, excuse me 10 13 points. And you know, force Ohio State into some scripts that they're not used to. I, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. I, I. Every time I think Michigan doesn't have the offense or goes into a situation that they might feel uncomfortable in, they've risen this year. You know, they've won some big road games. You know, Penn State, Nebraska was a tough game for them. Um, they beat. You know, Michigan State should have been a win for them. Let's be honest. The refs blew that game for them. And. You know, they're taking care of business. They went to Camp Randall, did, you know, one there as well. I'm just really interested to see how this plays out. Uh, if Michigan's defense shows up and, again, gets the shroud and forces him to be a little bit uncomfortable, I think they have a shot. And I think that's their only way, really, to get in, to stay in that. Um, they're going to run the ball. they got to be successful at running the ball and then hit play action behind that. But. You know, Ohio State gets out to a 14-point lead. I think this game is about as good as it's done because
0: I just don't know if Michigan has the explosiveness to, to come back in that type of game. How big a factor is it that this game is in Ann Arbor versus Columbus in, in that regard, for them to get off to a good start and not start to have the mental demons kick in? It's huge because you can use the first
1: quarter as like the emotional boost that you need to know that you're in the game. You know, if it's a tie game at the end of the first quarter or Michigan's winning, you get that belief as a team and as a player that, hey, you know, we can do this. But the second the crowd gets out of it and turns on them or turns on Harbaugh, they're done. So, you know, a lot of that depends on how they play, obviously. But I think the game being at home, they're underdogs. They're fighting for a Big Ten championship game. Harbaugh knows that this is a game he needs to win just because he hasn't done it before. There's a lot, you know, a lot of things that, you know, from a narrative standpoint, that is in favor of Michigan. Problem is, is that you're running into a, a machine that has beaten you six years in a row, puts up forty points a game in a blink of an eye, and has some of the best players in the country on their team. They got to find a way to mitigate that, and the way to do that is be physical with them, get in their face, hit the quarterback, run the ball down their throat, and you know, make them fear you know what it is that they're doing but the only way for Michigan to be able to do that is to keep it close so if they keep it close they've got a shot but if they have to
0: deviate from their game plan it's going to be tough for them to come back there's a lot of pressure riding on the secondary for Michigan to limit those receivers who have just torn up teams all over the country it's going to be fascinating how this plays out finally you support Notre Dame. I think you're going to be Stanford easily tonight. Um, what percentage do you give Notre Dame's chances the way their schedule has played out for getting into this thing?
1: Like 5%. You know, it's going to be tough. I think, again, you run into the situation. If Cincinnati loses, the Cincinnati stay above them? And then, on top of that, you probably need Oklahoma's need Oklahoma State to lose tonight, and then you need Oklahoma State to win if they beat. You know, they got to beat Oklahoma then in the Big 12 championship game. That way, the Big 12 has two teams with two losses in it. And then, if you know some crazy stuff happens in the Big Ten championship game, they could see themselves in there. But you're you're asking for a lot for them. And to be honest. I don't want to see them in the playoff. I don't think they're one of the four best teams in the country this year. You know, if I had to put my money on it right now, I think you're going to see Georgia as number one. Uh, You're going to see Ohio State as number two. Cincinnati is number three. And Oklahoma is number four.
0: We shall see how this plays out uh, next week. Uh, when it comes conference championship time. Um, is 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 there anything else college wise you want to talk about before we flip to the pros?
1: No, nah, just some good games this weekend, you know, it's it's an exciting weekend. It's probably the best weekend in in you know on the calendar for college football. Just hope that these games live up to the hype, right? And i'm I'm, I'm most intrigued by the Michigan Ohio State game, like I said earlier. I'd like to see Michigan win this game. See Oklahoma. I mean, Ohio State could knock off their perch a little bit, but I think a lot of it is, is, you know, what 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 do these teams value? How are they going to go out there and play? Can they handle the adversity that they're going to see? But a lot of a lot of good games this week weekend, and you know, I'm just excited to see them play out.
0: We're going to flip to the pros here for a second, um, and we are going to skip Chicago Detroit because I don't feel like talking about Chicago Detroit. Las Vegas Dallas was marred by a whole bunch of penalties. Shockingly, none involving taunting. Um, but this game, for, for anyone who watched it, it was a slog um, with flags flying everywhere. A game that Las Vegas. What? It
1: was like a four, four and a half hour game.
0: Yep. Took a while. That's, that's why it's the most watched regular season game since 1990. Um, because it just took a while and ended up in prime time and overtime, and that'll get viewers. Um, eventually, Las Vegas wins this thing. Um, is there anything long-term that you take from this game um, from um, the fact that you're an NFC East guy, Dallas loses? Obviously, I don't think the, the Giants are making their way into the playoffs. But is there anything you, you take from either side, I guess, coming out of this game?
1: I thought it was a really bad spot for Dallas after getting their butts kicked a little bit in Kansas City. You know, they're down their top two wide receivers. Zeke seems to be battling something. I thought it was going to be a bad spot for them. That's why I liked Vegas on Thursday. Vegas, you figured, would, you know, get up for this type of game, really try to give it one last push to see if they can make the playoffs. So I wasn't surprised by, by the outcome. I thought Vegas would play tough and give it to Dallas, and I just thought it was a bad spot for them. Other than that, you know, you're Dallas, they're still one of the more talented teams in the league. They need, they need their offense to be humming in order for their defense to perform. If they're in close games and teams can control the ball and run the ball on that defense, there's still some issues back there. So, you know, their best defense is their offense, and they won't be humming, you know, until they get their guys back, and that should happen next week for them. But we saw in Kansas City, we saw this Thursday, that when they're out there, guys are not able to execute on offense, they have trouble, you know, staying competitive or, or really getting out to those weeds because we've seen Dallas beat on uh, teams when they, they have, you know, double-digit leads. Going to unleash that pass rush and really just sit back and, and really basic coverages and not show too much. So well, I think once Dallas gets healthy again, they'll be they'll be better. But obviously, this is a cause for concern for this team. Is you know if our offense isn't giving us what we need, can our defense hold up and just keep the game close enough? They they did it pretty much on on a, a Thursday. But like you mentioned the penalties ruined the entire game flow of that game some bad calls both ways that, that maybe you know shifted the balance of, of the game a little bit one way or the other but overall i, I think dallas will be okay once they get cd lamb back and Amari cooper back but these are the types of games they're going to have to win because that's what you're going to face you know down the stretch
0: look at the false start penalty um either late in the fourth or overtime whichever one that was um Centers bob their heads all the time. That is not a false start. Tony Romo nailed that one. That is
1: yeah, and and I mean I've about had, I've had all those pass interference calls that Anthony Brown got too. You know, it's just it was a tough game to watch, and you know, the officiating. The sometimes I think this uh, this crew was it hockey league crew. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember what other game they had on um, Sunday that I was watching. I think they had Green Bay, Minnesota, and they had trouble in that game too. It was, it was rough. They they had a rough couple of games. They need to, the NFL needs to have a talking with them and let them understand, you know, how they need to be calling certain fouls because you got to stop destroying a flag for everything. At some point, it's just like let these guys play a little bit.
0: I have found a way to weave the Jets into this podcast, Danny. Finally. How so? <laughs> is elijah moore a free agent pickup if you have a wide receiver on fantasy like for example deandre hopkins who's on a bye is he a pickup for you because dude this is the elijah moore we all thought was going to happen joe flacco was able to get him loose now he gets zach wilson back i'm really really high when it comes to elijah moore yeah i mean if he's available he's
1: definitely somebody i'd pick up and I'm not surprised that he's come on later in the year. That's usually the, the M.O. for rookie wide receivers. As the year goes on, they get a little more comfortable with, with what they're doing. They're not always asked to run, run the entire route tree during um, you know their college days. So you know they, they tend to take a little more time this season as they get into the NFL. So um, I'm not surprised that he's performing right now. He's a good player. Um, I think he's exactly the type of wide receiver that Jets were looking for when they drafted him. But you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Their QB play is just atrocious. And I don't know if Zach Wilson's is a downgrade for him or not, but um, if he's available, he's definitely someone I pick up because there's a lot of injuries right now with wide receivers, uh, bye weeks still, like you mentioned. Yep. If you had the
0: opportunity to pick him up i definitely would Tyre uh you know with Kansas City on a buy that means that Tyree kills on a buy and Travis Kelsey's on a buy so there, there there could be especially if, if for whatever reason you have Travis Kelsey as a wide receiver in a league um he gets numbers like a wide receiver he knows even though he's a tight end um we got 90 seconds let's just run through some quick hitters here. Is Buffalo's dominant win over New Orleans a function of Buffalo being good and hitting their stride, or, or the Saints stinking? The Saints stinking. Let's see
1: what Buffalo is like on Monday night uh, against
0: New England. I love it. Uh, that's a key AFC East battle with the way Mac Jones has been playing, the way that Patriots defense has been playing as well. Um, is Rams, um, Packers a. Preview of of the NFC Championship game.
1: No, it's not. I don't think the Rams have. I think there's just too much pressure on the Rams for what they've done, for them to be able to get that far. I, I think the all-in mentality, while it makes sense and, and you know they want to you know capitalize on the window they have, it also adds a ton of added extra pressure. And it's not like the NBA or or you know hockey where you have so many games to try to figure things out. I think they're fixed that they've gone out and tried to get like Von Miller and Odell Beckham. Just don't do it for me overall. And the loss of Robert Woods is gonna be big. We saw it a couple years ago when Cooper Cup his ACL that the the Rams really kind of fell off after that and yeah, they didn't have an Odell Beckham to replace him. But Odell Beckham's not a one for one. So I think the Rams don't make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division uh, and I think, you know, go, they'll
0: probably have to travel after that. So I don't really like their chances moving forward. Um, and finally, is Kansas City, Arizona, those two teams in the, on the bye, is that a bye? Is that a potential Super Bowl matchup for this year?
1: No, because I don't trust Arizona.
0: Hmm. In- interesting, because I was going to say, I, I can't see Kansas City game back there, you know, yet again. I, I just can't see it. Um... That was my instant thought when I saw this, is that potentially, yes, but we've seen these repeats and how tough it is to repeat in the International Football League. Uh, By the way, in Tampa, um, Indianapolis is a great, great, um, kind of underrated game this week. Love that game.
1: Yeah, my concern with that game is, you know, Indy, can Indy hold up? what they've been doing they've played really well the last couple of weeks we kind of saw with the titans right they kind of they lost a little bit um you know can indy hold up and and keep that momentum going you know it's really hard to shrink together five six seven weeks whatever it is uh, of really positive football so we'll see if they can do that
0: yes we shall danny enjoy your football saturday and sunday this is going to be a good one
1: you too my man
0: Yep, and thank you all for listening to this edition and Teeing It Up. We will see you next time.